Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Episode 426, ladies and gentlemen, features an exclusive Pancakes and Power Slams interview from Dr. Chris Rayner. He reveals whether Ember Moon can return to professional wrestling. Lots to talk about tonight. Huge news. PNP Nation, let's go. Nation, are you ready? Wrench Mob, are you ready? Well, you know what time it is. Episode 426, 
let's do this thing let's have some fun without further ado let's go Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know what time it is. Time it is. It's that official time. Where we take this worldwide. Let's go. Listen. So now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in the area like landscape, definitely bringing you the It's a mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip, but he really couldn't devour him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. Lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. Episode 426, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. I am Chris Featherstone, as always. Getting live and in living color. We are live and living color. Getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight, as we always do. Uh, we've got some exclusive information. We've got some uh, double or nothing. We've got some um, exclusive man. I. Uh, Talked to uh, Dr. Chris Rayner today. Um, we talked about Ember Moon, and uh, the interview is uh, about 26 minutes long. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Lots to talk about, of course. Uh, and yes, so how's the PNP Nation doing tonight? How's everybody doing tonight, PNP Nation? How is everybody doing tonight? getting my camera adjusted and everything else um pmp nation i see the chat room is lit tonight as always what's going on marissa alonzo's ready for another great pmp show tonight christopher always jay you shall find out in just a moment dr chris rainer is going to tell us about Ember Moon's injury. Going to give us some really good details and uh, it's going to reveal, real, reveal to us if Ember Moon can ever come back to wrestling because if you heard, uh, if you knew know about that in January, she got injured and then she recently said she doesn't know she'll ever come back. Does Dr. Rainer confirm it? Does Dr. Rainer deny it? We shall see in just a minute. Um, 
We shall see, Alonzo. Chris, uh, Dr. Chris Rainer is going to let us know. Um, what else we got? Oh, it's time, baby. Yes, Elvis, good to have you. Uh, good to see you. All right. Why is Charlotte on the on our shows? That's funny. <laughs> Episode 426. Yowie, wowie. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, Wilf from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Manitoba, Canada. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So let's jump right into it. Uh, I am not going to uh, bore you with, uh, <laughs> with, well, of course I'm not boring you because we have lots of fun every week. Of course I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, uh, let's jump right into the interview. Lots of fun. And uh, you will receive um, some really, really good information about the status of Ember Moon. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Chris Featherstone, of course, Pancakes and Power Slam. So episode 426. Uh, so I uh, I don't know when it was, probably about a month ago. I really got interested in uh, in this person, uh, this doctor, uh, to the, the I guess, the right of us all screen-wise. Uh, and so I was listening, uh, I, was, I was looking at Edge's video that he had. I was really kind of researching. Um, just edges um, injury and uh, this person came up and I said, huh? And he was really like going really in like very meticulously and specifically into uh, the injury and what caused him to um, come back and things like that. And just the development in, in medicine and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is really, really interesting. And so uh, and then I realized that, there were more WWE people that he was uh, <laughs> kind of going into. And so I, so I think that's a really interesting niche. And I, I, I haven't seen it uh, done by any other person as far as just uh, kind of uh, outside of his normal practice, kind of branding himself, just kind of providing injury updates and specifics on different wrestlers. And so he has a lot of uh, wrestlers that he's done uh, recently. And uh, tonight we're actually going to talk about um, a – uh, an injury that occurred in January, and she provided an update uh, just recently. And we're going to talk about Ember Moon with Dr. Chris Rayner. How are you tonight, sir? I'm well, man. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's uh, great to be a part of this. I think this is fun. Awesome, awesome, man. So you are. We we talked off air, and um, you 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 spill the beans with your lingo. You are Canadian. So, and uh, my guess was uh, Toronto. You tell me uh, about sixty miles uh, outside of uh, Toronto. So, how did you? Did you? Were you born and raised in Toronto? Uh, so, no, I, mean, I was well, born, well, born the, in Kitchener. Uh, yeah, so, so I was born and raised in Kitchener. Kitchener. Um, and uh, yeah, as you said, it's about sixty miles outside of Toronto. Uh, and I basically did all my education and stuff close to there. And then. Um, I have moved to Ottawa, which is the nation's capital. That's where I live now. Mm-hmm. And that's basically uh, where I live with my family and then where my practice is based. 
Nice, nice. So you are you specialize in sports medicine with orthopedics, right? And so yep. what got you? I mean, what was your interest? What was your interest in really diving into that field? Okay. Uh, in orthopedics, you mean? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, I always knew that I wanted to go into medicine. And, um, and so I had to sort of figure out what subspecialty of medicine I wanted to go into. Uh, and during my uh, university or my college days, I guess, as, as Americans say, uh, I played varsity football for uh, the University of Western Ontario. So that's basically one of our, it's can, one of Canada's Ivy League schools. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I played football there and I was drafted uh, to the CFL. Um, and during my uh, time as a varsity athlete, I had some injuries myself and I had had orthopedic surgery. So when I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of an interesting field. I've, I've had surgery myself and um, I know that I'm a kinesthetic, physical person. I like to do stuff with my hands. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you know, if I if I was going to do surgery or sort of do something in medicine, this could be pretty cool. So I kind of had an interest from that. Uh, and then uh, later on, when I eventually had to give up football and, and I was no longer a part of that, I really did miss the team uh, atmosphere, being in the locker room, being with the guys and being on the sidelines. And when I was thinking more about what I wanted to do in medicine, I realized that the the team physicians who were doing the sports medicine for, for the team, they were basically doctors that got to hang out with the team. And so, you know, not wanting to grow up and be a child forever, uh, I said, hey, if I'm going to do something, maybe I should do something that allows me to be on the sidelines with the team and hang out and I don't have to grow up. So that's kind of how I said, yes, I'm going to do orthopedics, I'm going to do sports medicine, and I'm going to get to hang out. Even when I'm a grown man, I'm going to be on the sidelines with everybody and hang out, you know, watch the game. So that's kind of how that, that worked. Nice. Now, how long have you been practicing now? So uh, I've been practicing independently since 2007. So I guess this is what, so it's my 13th year now. Nice, nice, nice. So what caused you to really kind of grow interest in kind of analyzing the injuries of pro wrestlers? Okay, so this, this is a little bit of a circuitous route to get here, but I'll, I'll try and summarize it relatively quickly. So um, first, uh, I was not really interested in any of this. Although I'm a sports medicine physician, um, I was just interested in doing my practice. However, I have a couple of uh, children who are very, very uh, prominent on social media, one in particular, and he was a big YouTuber. He was always filming uh, videos at home because my wife and I, we were kind of like permissive parents. So if you're going to blow stuff up and, you know, whatever, I would rather you do that at home in the backyard where we can supervise you rather than go out to the public and, and get arrested or something. Yeah. So so they were doing that at home. And I was always kind of like the um, safety guy for, for his videos so that he wasn't going to do something too dangerous. And, um, and I, at first when I was in the videos, I would always hide my face because I, I was a physician. I didn't want people to see what, you know, that this was going on in my house. And eventually it just, it went on for such a long time. I ended up just getting tired of that. And I stopped showing, stopped hiding my face. So people were like, oh my God, your dad's a doctor. He does all this stuff. He should talk about doctor stuff. And I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and then eventually that wore on me. And so I, my wife and I started the channel. And um, so we had a YouTube channel and we were just kind of doing 
just just kind of kids humorous stuff. But then I, at one point I decided, you know what? Um, I want to make this more. I want to actually give back and provide something that's of value. I'm not just here to make people laugh. I I, I want to actually educate people. Um, my wife and I are both uh, educators. Uh, before I went to medicine, I was a high school teacher, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I, I wanted to give back some educational value. So then I started my own channel um, called Dr. Chris. And when I was uh, doing that, I just, um, since I'm a sports medicine physician, I decided what I was going to do was educate people about sports uh, and sports injuries in particular and orthopedic surgery. And I wanted to do it in a way where it's not like I, I could stand up in front of uh, the screen and just, you know, ream out facts left, right, and center. And that's not interesting. It's not memorable to people. And the stuff that I, the stuff that's in my head that I take for granted, there's so much information there. But if I say that to the average person, they're like, they fall asleep. So um, I wanted to try to package it in a way that was entertaining and that people were excited about. So I, I've done a bunch of different sports, but to be honest, the best response that I got was from the wrestling community. I do not know what it is about wrestling, but people love their wrestling oh, like yeah. no other. And so, you know, um, I'm all about trying to grow my channel and I'm trying to work with the computer algorithm to get as much uh, traffic as possible. And when I put out a wrestling video and my views go way up, it's like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to do that again. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kept saying to my wife, I don't want to be the wrestling channel. I don't want to be the wrestling channel. But the algorithm and the wrestling fans are making me become the wrestling channel. Because yeah. I put out a wrestling video, people gel with it, they watch it, my out the um analytics go up. And so then in order to keep feeding that beast, yeah. I, I, I gotta keep doing wrestling videos. That's and right. so, you know, I, I still do other things, but far, by far and away. Wrestling is what I do the most of. Uh, and again, that's just because people are the most interested in it. And I'm and and as I said, I'm not trying to be the wrestling channel in specific, but I am I still want the focus to be sports injuries, orthopedics uh, injuries. But I do want to um, teach people about this uh, and, and have them understand what I understand, at least on some kind of level. And so, you know, when you listen to, if you, you can imagine, if you, you you walk around and you talk to your friends and they go, oh, did you see this injury? And there's like five different opinions on what happened and nobody knows. And then, then when you hear what they're saying, like that makes no sense what, what people are saying. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try to inject some sanity and reality to this conversation yeah. and say, hey guys, this is what has happened. This is what you can expect. This is the kind of surgery. This is the kind of time that they have off. And this is what's the impact for their future. And try to keep it as simple as, simple as possible, but try to give them as much information as possible in a way that's entertaining. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So that's a perfect segue to Ember Moon. So that what we're going to talk about tonight is Ember Moon. So uh, back in January, she was chasing the 24-7 championship. And all of a sudden, uh, she, she heard a pop. And, uh, you know, she was she was going backstage, the curtains, uh, and she was chasing Carmella, who had the title at the time. She heard a pop. Uh, she says she didn't really 
feel much uh, in the in the beginning as far as like swelling or anything like that. Then she went to the doctor, and then um, you know, then of course, you know, because of the injury, she's she's been sidelined since, and she just recently uh, was on backstage. She's usually she's a frequent on backstage, and she was usually uh, she was recently on there and said that she may never come back. So, Doctor Chris, can you give us? just the ins and outs on Ember Moon's injury and if there's a possibility that she could ever return to pro wrestling. Certainly. So um, she, so M, I, I had to watch this, a uh, um, couple of videos about this this morning just to make sure that I was up to speed. And I watched a uh, portion of her interview with uh, Booker T. And so um, basically it, it occurred, as you said, she was running and, uh, she she recounts that as she came through the curtain, everybody they, she was closer to uh, the group of people than either she or they realized. And as she came through the curtain, it's like, oh my God, they're like two feet in front of me, and I'm running full speed. I gotta slow down. And so uh, she put her foot down, and basically, as you said, she felt a pop. So this is a common mechanism uh, for. Um, an Achilles tendon rupture, although she did it when she was de decelerating or slowing down. Typically, most people are going to do this when they are accelerating or cutting or changing direction. So this is the exact same, same type of injury that happened to Kevin Durant um, in the NBA Finals last year. And if you look up on YouTube, there's lots of slow-mo videos on that. Um, and, and I did a video on Kevin Durant and how, how the injury happened. But basically, um, a person goes to change direction, they plant their foot down, and then the Achilles tendon, uh, which is basically the weak point, will uh, snap. And so there are different types of injuries. You can have uh, an injury that occurs in the tendon itself. So if you feel the back of your leg and you can feel your calf muscle, and then you feel down at your heel, the thin band that runs up from your heel, that's called the Achilles, and uh, it inserts into the calf muscle above, and then it inserts into the bone on the heel below. And so for most people, they will have a rupture, a tear of that tendon, um, either partial or full, um, in the body of the tendon itself. So that's in the stringy portion that you can, you can pinch behind your leg. Mm -hmm. um, in some cases, they'll have one, uh, a tear at the musculotendinous junction, which means where the tendon inserts into the muscle higher up. Or in other cases, such as with Ember Moon, um, you will have a tear at the insertion in the bone. So that's what she had. She basically pulled it up off the bone. So um, this is an injury that uh, there is a lot of controversy right now about how to treat this injury. Um, in the past, maybe say 30 years ago, we used to treat these all non-operatively and we used to cast people for an extended period of time. Um, then probably about 15 to 20 years ago, there was a swing towards um, treating them all operatively and then we, we did that. And then over the last five or so years, there has been, the pendulum has swung back a bit towards treating these non-operatively. And the reason is, uh, when you, if you look at patients who have had this injury, if you, if you se separate them into two groups, operative and then non-operative, mm -hmm. five years out from the time of the injury, usually those people function about the same, okay? But 
what you get if you operate versus um, not operating. If you operate, the people in the first one to two years after surgery, they'll have better push off strength. So in other words, if you are starting to run change direction cutting, your strength is going to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so uh, that is kind of one of the main reasons why we want to do that, particularly with people who are athletes. The downside, though, is that the skin over the back of the Achilles, the blood supply there is not really great. So when we operate, these uh, wounds tend to have a high rate of wound complications. So you get the benefit of it having better push-off strength in the short term and a little bit quicker uh, return to a ballistic type of activity. Um, But you have the increase on the other hand of complications, right? And so if we know that at five years, roughly, they're gonna be at about the same level, whether you operate or not, the controversy that we're having now um, as an orthopedic community is, is it really worth it to fix these people and then, you know, potentially have a wound complication, it gets infected, they have to have a skin graft or some other kind of procedure um, just for this little bit increase in push-off strength, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that's the controversy now. And for my own personal practice, um, every time I have a complication, uh, if you operate on these, you're going to have a complication. And every time we have a complication, we say, I'm not going to do this again. Right. And and so I'm kind of at this point now where I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards non-operative. But in my in my um, high, uh, you know, high level activity athletes, I still will perform surgery. Um, but I always warn the people that the, the complication rate or the risk of complications is higher with operative treatment than non-operative. And. Overall, in the um, the immediate short term to intermediate term, and where I'm talking about sort of like three months to six months, the, it doesn't really matter which one you do because you're going to be in a boot for six weeks and then you're going to be uh, doing physio for three months afterwards. So, And that's assuming you have no complications if we do surgery. So it, 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 in that time frame, there is no real advantage one to the other. Where now... It was interesting when I listened to the Booker T um, interview, she was saying, oh, well, they had told her, well, it was ripped off the bone. And so uh, it's going to be more difficult. And to be honest, you know, I'm I'm only hearing what she said. I wasn't I wasn't privy to the actual conversation with the surgeon. And I don't know whether she misunderstood. But in my mind, if I was going to have a tear, this is what I would want to have the tear that she had. Okay, I told you before that, that you could be torn at three spots: muscle tendinous junction in the in the um, uh, a tendon itself or at the insertion. Muscle tendinous junction, no good because you're trying to sew a leather strap back to stake, and you can imagine what it's like putting sutures through stake. It it doesn't work, right? So that's no good. So I wouldn't want that. Um, most most ruptures occur in the tendon itself. And you can get a relatively good repair from that. And that's and people go back to being able to play um, high-level uh, competitive sport after a repair. Recovery takes a while, but it, it can be done. But 
you you're getting tendon to tendon healing when you do when you rupture it in the tendon and muscle and bone they have a high rate of metabolism in other words their cells turn over really quickly so that's why when you have a fracture um, it takes about six to eight weeks to heal. If you have a tear in your muscle belly, it usually takes about six to eight weeks to heal. So, so they have a high rate of metabolism. The tendon, on the other hand, has a slow rate of metabolism, and it takes their the rate of metabolism of the tendon or the rate of turnover is approximately one tenth that of muscle or bone. So, even though we can repair it and it could technically heal and you rehab sort of in the first six to eight weeks and then after that you do your your stretching rehab get back to your activities the the reorganization of the even once those 10 ends have come together the reorganization process of those cells can take up to a year right so to be honest when if, if I had to pick, I would pick what she got because now we're talking about the tendon going, healing back to the bone, right? And we know that the bone has fast metabolism, relatively speaking. So for me, it's like if I was going to have it, I want what she got, right? Like I, I want to, um, granted, uh, if you have what she has, you I don't think you really could have the option of not treating it operatively. I think you, you that automatically puts you in the surgical camp. Um, but if I was going to have a surgical repair, I want what she has because I have tendon healing to bone, which is going to be nice, quick, and good healing. So that's what I want. So that's what she said. Now, um, she talked about her recovery. So the general timeline for this type of injury, as I said, six weeks, whether you operate or not, in a boot with your foot plantar flex, which means with your toes pointed down. Okay, and that's to take tendon off of the healing, or to take tension, pardon me, off the healing tendon. So that's six weeks. And then there's another, after that, um, two to six weeks where we take your foot, which is pointed down, and slowly get you to get into a flat position. And we do that in a um, surgical boot. So that right there, that's uh, another, that's, so now we're up to about 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And then once we can get your foot flat, we can get you into normal footwear and then we can start physiotherapy, right? Mm -hmm. So physiotherapy to walk is going to be another four to six weeks to walk properly or walk properly. And then for her to actually start training to get back to what she's doing, now we're looking at the order of, you know, um, we're already out at four months, so six six months or more, six to eight months, right? Um, and so that I think is at the bare minimum. And if you look at studies on athletes who have suffered this injury when they go back to playing their professional sport. So I don't think they, they've studied this in professional wrestlers per se, but they have looked at this in basketball players, football players, soccer players. So um, athletes who go back to their sport, usually in the first year after, they, after they've had their injury, their performance is, is poor, right? Mm -hmm. Relatively speaking. Um, and it's not usually until the second year after the injury and they've recovered that they start to show like they used to before they were injured. 
right? And I said, um, you know, this is exactly, well, not exactly, but it's similar to what Kevin Durant had. And you can, you know, Kevin Durant was out for the playoffs. Uh, he's been out. Well, obviously we've had coronavirus, but he he's been out for an extended period of time. And um, when he comes back, he's not likely to be able to perform at his same level. So if we extrapolate this to her her scenario, um, it's the same type of thing. She'll be able to come back, I think. Personally, as long as there's no complications from her surgery, I wouldn't, if she were my patient, I wouldn't see why she couldn't. Um, however, she, her performance is going to be um, suboptimal for at least a year after her return. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so we, so it'll probably be two years before we see a kind of high optimal kind of regular Ember Moon. Uh, hmm. Well, I, well, I would say that at least that provides some type of hope. You know, of course, uh, you know, you again, you know, she she wasn't your patient. So, you know, you this is this is all based on your experience, yeah. uh, based on, you know, your studies and your 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 experience physically. Um, but I think based on that, I think that does provide some type of hope to Ember Moon, who's kind of seemingly seems she seems as if she's just kind of. Um, stressed out severely from the the injury and it just seems like she doesn't see much of a bright future so i think uh if there's a, a, a shred of a chance that'll probably motivate her so hopefully this show this episode uh if ember moon probably when ember moon uh hears it or listens to it uh or or sees it uh my hope is that uh there could be some type of shred of kind of um kind of uh restoration you know what i mean a re reignition you know to, to kind sure. of get her into the the proper things to be able to to get back so i think you know and with wrestling even if you're even if your performance isn't as normal the the feel of getting back into the ring the feel of taking the bumps the feel of you know doing all that you know and, and when uh, public, you know, events open back up, the feel of the crowd and all that. Th those are important factors of the professional wrestling kind of sphere, if you if you will. So for sure. um, I, I'm glad that you were able to, to, to break that down for us and, and, and you know, give Ember Moe some hope but that there's a there's a potential future for her to get back. And she's, you know, she's relatively young, too. You know, she's uh, mm -hmm. only been in WWE for a few years. And so, you know. Or willing, she has a, a bright future ahead of her. So, promote your stuff, man. You got some really good stuff going on. So, let the listeners know about uh, about your YouTube channel. For sure, man. I appreciate that. So, um, they can find me on YouTube, Dr. Chris Rayner, um, and uh, they can also find me on uh, other social media on Instagram and Twitter at uh, at Stable Knees, uh, K N E E Z, and then also on TikTok, Dr. Chris, Dr. Dr. Chris Rayner. And so, I'm all out there just putting out information on uh, um, sports injuries, orthopedics, and on fitness, fitness, uh, and fitness promotion. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And this is correct, right? YouTube.com uh, slash Chris Rayner. Uh yeah, no doc, Dr. Chris Rayner. Dr. Chris Rayner. Okay, yeah. okay. We don't want we don't want to we don't want to go to the wrong one. Right. <laughs> we don't know who the well, wait, 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 I don't know. They, they, they won't, <laughs> this won't look like me. That's all. Right. <laughs> so, Dr. Chris Rayner. This yes, is, sir. This is, okay, here we go. YouTube.com slash Dr. Chris Rayner. Dr. Chris, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show, man. I. uh I really enjoy you giving us that update and hopefully in the future, 
uh, you know, there's going to be injuries. It's 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 pro wrestling is uh, an injury laden sport, unfortunately. So for sure, uh, man. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we can have you back on the show to give us more updates, man. Anytime. I appreciate. It. Thanks again for having me. Awesome. Thank you much. Bye. All right. All right. Uh, good stuff. Good, huge stuff. Uh, good injury re- uh, report from Dr. Chris Rayner. And look forward to have more uh, of that. He actually, we actually uh, talked. Uh, we actually chatted after the show. And so he has his uh, go to youtube.com slash Dr. Chris Rayner. And um, yeah, so look forward for him to come on the show more to give us injury updates. So um, seemingly, most likely, there's a really good chance that he will be a regular on the show to give us uh, injury updates. He's a really cool, really cool YouTube channel, too. So go and check that out. PNP Nation, we have a lot to talk about. We got some double nothing. We got, uh, you know, you know what I want to talk about. You know what I want to talk about. What happened last night? You know, you know, you know. So we're gonna talk about that too. Um, before we go into double or nothing, I do want to give my deepest, deepest, um, heartfelt prayers to the family of Chad Gaspert. Um, so sad, so sad, so sad, so sad. Um, I am uh, just um, so it's it's, uh, it's it's just so tough to um, to even think about something just so drastic like that. Um, just just like that. Yeah. And just so, you know, um, so heroic in his decision to put his son uh, before himself. Um, And, man, I just can't imagine, like, just drowning and being swept ashore because of uh, just a, a wave. Just so sad. So young. I mean, 39 years old and. Just so so sad. So I, I spoke with uh, JTG um, and I checked on him, and he told me how he's doing. And so it's a really tough, uh, really tough season for um, for for pro wrestling right now. So uh, um, again, uh, my prayers go out to the friends and family of Shad Gaspert. So we're going to take a. A few minutes just to uh, be in silence uh, for for Shaq Gaspard. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so as I'm as I'm sure that Chad Gaspard would would want to happen if he was still on this earth. Uh, the show will go on. We will continue to have a wonderful uh, evening here on the PNP Nation Pancakes and Power Slam show. We got a lot to talk about, uh, and we're going to start off um, with a lot of fun. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it because we got a lot to do. So, headlines, here we go.
All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about some double or nothing. AEW double or nothing. Uh, what grade would y'all give double or nothing PNP Nation? What grade, what grade would you give double or nothing? Um, it's a gamble, but what grade would you give double or nothing? Um, what y'all thinking as far as that is concerned, as far as double or nothing is concerned? Um, I would grade double or nothing. Hmm. B plus. Yeah. B plus. I liked it. It was it was great. I really, really liked it. Um I th- <clears throat> I think it was a good pay-per-view. Very, very much. Um the TNT championship, yes, it was underdeveloped. Uh, <laughs> I understand that, but it, it looked terrible. Um but um, I'm trying to find out. Let me see. Um, Brian Cage. <laughs> Our guy, Brian Cage. Um, he came, uh, he debuted in uh, AEW. Uh, did I know that already? Did I know that? Did, did I not know that? Hmm. Um, <laughs> so Brian Cage, I'm uh, very happy for Brian Cage, my guy, my buddy, Brian Cage, uh, Mr. Clutch, we'll call him Mr. Clutch, uh, for those who are, are avid listeners of uh, avid watchers, of the pancakes of power slam show. Uh, y'all remember that night where Blackman was caught up in night court, night court Blackman, uh, but Steve Blackman's my guy. He came back and he redeemed himself. He came back live on the show. Actually, uh, we did a PMP photo shoot, so that was fun. Um, so night court, Blackman stuck in night court. I'm calling. I'm going through our Rolodex, calling people at midnight just to make sure that I have an interview for you every week. And as I'm calling through all of my numbers and reaching people and as i call through those people brian cage answers the phone and i said hey man i need a favor man i know you know i know you're on the show last week but blackman's caught up in night court man i want to have everything i want to make sure my fans know that there's some type of interview every week can you come back on the show this week yeah i'll do it yeah i got you Brought Brian Cage on a show as he was driving. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he and he, he came into clutch, man, at like 12 something in the morning, uh, Eastern time. Uh, so he came in the clutch. So I'm a call. So Brian Cage to me is Mr. Clutch for coming on the show at 12 something in the morning uh, on and he was just on the day before or the week before, actually. So, uh, so yeah, Mr. Clutch, Brian Clay, Cage. So I was very happy that Brian Cage um, finally came back from injury and uh, now is the number one contender for the AW World Championship. Um, MJF and Jungle Boy was actually a pretty good match. 
uh, Cody and, and Lance Archer was a really good storytelling. Lance Archer uh, had the momentum throughout most of the match. Um, I mean, that's that's t- that's just perfect. I mean, that's just as as good a storytelling as you could possibly get. That is, I mean, you could tell that that is just Dusty Rhodes written all over it. Just just storytelling at its finest. Uh, just a, a, a amazing baby face versus heel dynamic to it. I love it. That's old school wrestling. You can't get any better than that. I loved it. It was great. Uh, Cody gets the win, but not after, I mean, but after a hard fought victory, after having the disadvantage throughout most of the match, that's, that's, that's old school, man. That's why I love it. it that's old school, old school. Um, Statlander and Penelope four. That was okay. That was a short match. Uh, Dustin defeated Sean Spears. That was a short match too. Sean Spears, man. I said this on my show before. Like we don't talk about lateral moves. I was talking about lateral moves on my show before, as far as like WWE to AEW. And Sean Spears is certainly a lateral move. Um, initially when they when he turned heel and then feuded against Cody. I was like, yeah, I'm still really not buying. I'm not really buying the heel turn. They put Blanchard with him. That was a decent idea, um, but I still really wasn't buying it. I mean, we, we, I think, <laughs> I think uh, he had kind of like a, a a stench, a perfect ten stench on him. Uh, I think, I think that's what they were trying to get away from the perfect ten stench from 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 WWE. But I mean that that that's what worked for him, man. The perfect ten. I mean he he got so over that he was the tenth person in the Royal Rumble, and he really organically came, got over because of the perfect ten. People, I mean ten, 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 uh, ten chance, and I mean he was super over organically, and so he created his own brand really, and so. To kind of do something completely different in AEW, I understand that you don't want to mimic WWE. I get it. But at the same time, it's like with Sean Spears, though, it's such a perfect 10 type of aroma on him still that, you know, as much as he's trying to do this heel turn, eh, it's just not working out for me, honestly. It's not. I mean, he doesn't have, I mean, he's not really getting a push. He's getting time, sure. But I was happy that Dustin Rhodes won, actually, because I, I, I like Dustin Rhodes. And so I was happy that he won. Uh, very happy that uh, Hikaru, Hikaru Shida won. Um, that was a really good match, too, between those two. Uh, Moxley and Brody Lee, that was, a, that was a solid match, too. And then the, the stadium stampede match was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And so, um, I mean, you know what? I, B plus, A minus, man. It it was good. It was a good show. I really, really enjoyed uh, AEW. I would say Statlander, Penelope Ford. Uh, I know Britt Baker's, uh, you know, injured, so that kind of threw the threw the plans off a bit. Um. Yeah, I mean that's really that was really the only down part of of the of the whole pay per view. Um, 
I really can't think of anything. I mean, Dustin and Sean Spears, but at least there was a story to it. At least he was trying, like he was, he was waiting for, like he was kind of playing the 10 count. And then, and then, uh, you know, Dustin, um, came from behind. So that was good. I'm, and I, you know, I'm pull, I'll pull for Dustin Rhodes, man. It's like, he's still at it. He's still solid. Still looks in good shape, man. Still one of the most fluid, solid in ring competitors. Still, still really good in the ring you know, for his age. And it's like, he's good. I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like that. Just kind of like that feeling. Like I want, I support Dustin, you know, because I'll be honest with you, man. If it was up to me, like I would be, I would have been, I would have been more. Okay. With Dustin winning the TV championship. Um, because it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense for a Rose to win it, sure. Uh, because, you know, Dusty. But, yeah, I mean, with the TNT championship, I should say. TB championship, basically, is the same thing. So, I, you know, I, I would have preferred Dustin to win, honestly. Um, I like Cody. I mean, I like that he won. It was, it was good. But if it was up to me, I would have had Dustin win it. Uh, and Cody could have feuded with uh, Lance Archer, um, you know, without the title, or he could have feuded with Sean Spears. You know, it, it could have went any way. So that would have been my my choice. I'm, I'm glad that uh, Brody Lee or Mr. Mr. Brody Lee, uh, I'm glad that he had a world title opportunity. I mean, that talk about not a lateral move. I mean, he goes from, you know, trying to find his way after lose after leaving the uh the wide family and you know teaming with Eric Rowan and they were just eh, and then the Bludgeon brothers was just a bad idea and then coming back to, to you know to be with with Rowan and he does all those things and finally he gets to the point where he's he left you know, he, he left uh, WWE and I mean, within a matter of weeks, he's uh, in the world championship picture. So it was good, man. I, I like it. I liked it. It was, it was again, good storytelling. And like I said, it's the, that stadium stampede match, man, that was just, that was incredible, man. It was just, I mean, it was just so fun to watch. It was so fun to watch. PMP Nation, what y'all got? What y'all thinking here? Um, lots of AW talk. Um, let's see. Yes, yes, yes. Cage chat said. Uh, Shane loved uh, Heyman Page on the horse. I did too. It was really cool. Um, what else I got? Kyle says, uh, you think MJF is one of those guys that doesn't need a title to be great? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I mean, you know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I don't, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it totally defeats the purpose. If someone is not is good enough to not have a title, I mean, 
every single person should aim for winning a championship, the world championship. That's what wrestling's about. That's that's like you know boxing or or any other sport. You know UFC or MMA. Man, that person is so good. You know he doesn't need a title. To me, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're so good that you should need the title. I mean that you that you make the title. You know, I mean, I, I'm always a, I'm always a fan of that, man. And people shouldn't make the title. The title shouldn't make the people. And like Ultimate Warrior, I've said this before. Ultimate Warrior was so good. He was so over that he had to become champion. Like, I mean, that's that's just how it was. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, back in the day, would you say that Ultimate Warrior was good enough not to be champ. I mean, essentially Jake Roberts was good enough not to be champ, but that's still something that I, I still think it's terrible that Jake Roberts never was WWE champion. And here's the crazier part. Jake Roberts never won a title in WWE at all ever. And he was one of the biggest names in WWE history. WWE hall of famer never won a title. That is just insane to me insanity um <laughs> Marissa says i saw the new title that it makes they they make looks better than the wwe uh, wwe bleat or bell i guess you say the 24 7 championship i disagree man i think 24 7 championship doesn't look very good but it looks a lot better than the tnt championship now granted uh they did say you know it, it was underdeveloped it wasn't all the way made it wasn't all the way finished because of uh COVID. but i did see a tweet of the actual championship and it was it didn't look any much it didn't look much better so yeah it, it wasn't much of a difference um okay you said bell you, you clarified yourself okay cool um luke saying aew aew Luke's a big AEW fan. And uh, I would always criticize AEW, man. And, uh, you know, I still have my critiques, but I mean, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, man, I, I enjoy watching AEW more than uh, WWE. Although we'll talk about Raw, they picked up something. We'll talk about that. Uh, but just because of the fans and things like that, I enjoy watching AEW more. Um, so, yeah. Um, Sean Spears, if he really wanted to turn heel, turn on Blanchard, leave him laying and talk about how old and dead the horsemen are. Um, would that work? Would that work? Hmm. I still think it would be a stretch. I think I, I still think it would be just trying to, to make him so far away from perfect 10 that I think, I think he's just kind of pigeonholed, you know, in that, in that gimmick in the perfect 10, because he branded it so well. And I just, I don't know. I mean, everybody loves his theme song, you know, people even uh, everybody danced to his theme song. Uh, even the baby face, uh, <laughs> even the people who don't support him with dancing, to his uh his theme song but i don't know i just uh, he's just really stuck in that perfect 10 gimmick i think the best thing for sean spears man is just to 
just to go baby first, man. Just like, you know what? It was a bad idea. It was Tully's fault. It was Tully's fault. Blame it on Tully. Blame it on Tully. It was his fault that I uh, I thought it was you guys who was the fault, but it was Tully. Turn on babyface. Um, Dustin is almost the same as Goldberg, and he can wrestle better than Goldberg at their age. Well, Goldberg was never really a – I mean, he was never a wrestler. Goldberg was never meant to – I mean, he wasn't never known for being wrestler, a wrestler. Um, there's a lot of good wrestlers, you know, but it's all about characters is what matters. Character is 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 what causes gives you championships mostly. You can be, I mean, there's a ton of good wrestlers, but I mean most of AEW's roster is good wrestlers, but but you know, only a, a fraction of them, a small fraction of them has that main event feel to them uh because their characters are huge. So like MJF, MJF, MJF's character is so good that he doesn't have to prove himself in the ring. Although he did have a good match with Jungle Boy and, he, and he's solid in the ring. But MJF is not known for his in-ring talent. He's known for being such a good heel. And characters is what matters. Um, What else we got? Cody was interviewed and said he liked the title as is. Well, Cody Cody has a bad taste of uh <laughs> of of title of title preferences. Uh that was an ugly title. I mean, ugly. It was ugly. Um Pentagon Jr. Perhaps we can talk to Dr. Chris about that. Um I I'm not sure of his update. Uh, I know I know that Phoenix got injured, um, but yeah, Pentagon's been gone for a while too. So, hmm. I mean, and, and that's not a surprise because I mean they just do so much in the ring, man. I mean they they spend so much time just going in in the ring that is just. It makes sense, unfortunately, but it makes sense for them to get injured. And that sucks, but you're every day. I mean, every time they get in the ring, they, they put themselves at high risk, him and Phoenix. So, unfortunately, that's not a surprise. How is it in Ohio? It is hot. It's hot in Ohio. It's crazy because it went from very cold to very hot and according to the weather it's supposed to rain a day or two again and then clear up so it's been in the 80s um and it's just a hot it's like it's no it's not even really a breeze it's like humid it's, su- it's super humid and not a fan of it um Chad liked to hang uh, full sprint on the football field last Wednesday. That was, yeah, that was funny. That was super funny. Um, Jake Roberts never won a title. Really wild. Didn't know that. Yep. Never won a title. Never won a single title. Not even tag team. He's never won a single title in the WWE at all, ever. And that's nuts. That is bananas to me. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, so Greg Floyd. Um, I think the cops should go to jail. That's my thoughts on it. I think it was stupid. I think it was heinous. Um, part of my one of my missions as a soon to be doctor in forensic psychology is to uh, analyze police officers to see if they're mentally um, fit to continue their 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 work. Uh, I think uh, I, I'm not I'm not that see, you know, I'm not the extreme, the, you know, every, the police hates all black people. And I, I'm not I'm not that guy. I, I'm just not that guy because I know a lot of good policemen um, that really cares about uh, their community. And it's I think it's a very I think it's very unfair. It's a very disservice to um, make a blanket statement about police officers. I will say this. I will say that police officers, uh, they don't. I, I think that police officers, a lot of police officers, they've been in the field for a long time. They've been dealing with a lot of mental stuff. A lot of people, I mean, we can't get to the point where we assume that police officers don't have feelings too. They need help. They need counseling. They need to be evaluated. And And, I, and I'm serious about this stuff, man. Like this is one of the this is one of the reasons why I'm about to be a doctor of forensic psychology. I want to evaluate police officers because there are some police officers who should be uh, unbadged. They should be suspended. They should be you know uh, suspended without pay or with pay or half pay or whatever. That's not my deal as far as how you're going to compensate them. But you do not put them on out in the field. Don't do that. Don't don't put them out in the streets because they just aren't mentally capable to handle situations and they get in their feelings and they don't have good composure. And a lot of these, you know, unfortunate situations we see is police officers or a specific police officer. Because I'm not going to again, I'm not going to blanket police officers. Uh, you know, my childhood best my childhood best friend is a as a. Um, a sergeant. So I'm not going to do that. Um, and, and we're still really tight. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I know a lot of good police officers, but like I said, there are some police officers who is straight up trash and should be off of those uh, streets period. And we see with Greg Floyd, we see that the police force is not perfect for one. And for two, there are stupid police officers that someone is repeatedly saying, I can't breathe. And you're continuing to have some type of martial arts choke, knee choke. And he's losing life. He's handcuffed. He has absolutely, you're, you're, you're not going to be harmed at all. You're not going to be harmed whatsoever. And what you did was murder and you should be in jail for it. Simple as that. And, and his, and his, uh, his partner was just as stupid, you know, trying to get away, trying to, uh, you know, ward off the, the bystanders. No, look, get to your partner and tell him how stupid he is right now by having a, a by suffocating a man who's defenseless is, is cuffed. You, you, there's no danger. There's absolutely zero danger, period. No danger. 
He could have been whatever the charge was, whatever the charge was. Zero danger. And cuffed on the ground, he was contained, and there was no danger. Zero danger. So there was absolutely no purpose for that to happen. Period. It's it's stupid. And fired is uh, fired is such a uh such a horrible way to handle that. And so listen, you know, I'm gonna lobby, you know, I lobby, I get a lot of I get a lot of listeners on this show. You know, listen. That guy should be in jail because it was not self-defense. It was it was not, uh, you know, uh, trying to terminate a threat. It, well, he was no threat. Greg Floyd was zero threat in that situation. Even if he was trying to resist arrest, even if he was trying to scuffle with the police officer, even if he was trying to do any of those things, at that moment he was zero threat. So what you just did, and you had him in a and the, you had you were suffocating him. You had your knee in his neck. He couldn't breathe. He kept saying that. You had bystanders saying, "What are you doing? You're killing him." And the whole time, you had your knee on his neck. Even calling nine one one. All you had to do, idiot, was just relieve your knee off of his neck. And when he would have perhaps gained composure again and not be suffocated, not be asphy- asphyxiated, essentially he got hung. Essentially, there was a noose around him because he was defenseless. He was laying on his face, face face down, and his neck was. I mean, he, he had he had no passage; like his passage was being uh, compromised. So that's murder, man. Simple as that. If you disagree with me, get off the show. See you later. All right. Let's continue. Um, okay, uh, Chad took a while. Get Chris like AW. I'm glad he's liking it. Finally. <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. I like it, Mo. Um, I'm enjoying AEW, man. I really am. Uh, even the weekly programming. And uh, it's good stuff. I enjoy it. Um, do you think there's real heat with John Morrison and Seth Rollins? You see what Morrison said about Becky and Seth on SmackDown. No, I did not. Um, <clears throat> I actually didn't watch SmackDown yet. Um, it's been a crazy week for me, man. I've, I've been, I just watched raw like tonight, <laughs> like, like, uh, and I was zooming through it and, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week, man. I, I I'm like super determined to finish my dissertation by Sunday night. So I've been like super, super busy yesterday. I, I spent like six or seven hours working on it during Memorial day. Um, had company over after that until over, you know, past two in the morning, then I had to wake up in the morning. I'm a mental health specialist and then I had to wake up in the morning and then go to work. 
<laughs> at 9 a.m. So, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy week for me. And so, uh, a lot of tomorrow and Thursday nights and Friday nights. Well, a little bit of Friday, but mostly Saturday night. And after church, all of just about all of Sunday, I'll get some rest, but let's get this dissertation done, man. So I've got about, uh, I'd say about 12 to 13 pages, I imagine, left. Um, And I'm going to get it done this weekend. So, um, so it's been a crazy, crazy week for me. Um, Yes, Chris, exactly. He was cuffed at the moment. Zero threat. Exactly what I said. Uh, uh, Wilf, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take you off here. Uh, I'm not playing, man. I'm not playing. Uh, I'm going to delete this comment, man. Don't, don't be coming up in my show like that. Um, No, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I don't got time to play about that. This is serious stuff. Wrestling, wrestling. We can do a ray for wrestling when it talks about serious things that deals with with that. What type of stupid, idiotic comment was that? And if you don't like it, get off my show. Simple as that. Um. All right. Thanks, Elvis. I appreciate it. You're a spot on, Chris. We need more people like you, a stand-up guy with that education and those facts. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thanks much. Um, I agree. I agree, Chris. 90% of police are good guys. 2% are like those you saw today and, and uh, should never be able to wear a shield. Yep, I agree. Should never be able to, and I and I definitely think that again. I definitely think that police, the police, police officers, they deal with real things. You have to understand. I, I'm look. This is this is my wheelhouse, man. Like I, I'm, I, um, I have a genuine concern about the well being of police officers, and a lot of these, a lot of these things, a lot of these cases, they could be, they could be prevented. Like you really have some people. I think I think police officers should have assessments. They should have assessments. You can't automatically think that a police officer um isn't going through stuff with their kids, that hasn't experienced a death in their family, isn't uh experienced some type of rift in a relationship. Like they deal with real stuff like everybody else does. We can't expect them to be just perfect people and impervious to any type of feelings. That's sick. That's ridiculous. That's impossible. So I think that it's safe and important for police officers to be assessed and to make sure that they are emotionally fit to be in the streets because as we saw today or, or as we saw, you know, with uh, the previous uh, um, situation of what's going on right now with, with that situation, um, there's there's just people who are just not fit for that job, um, and it's they shouldn't be in the streets. Simple as that, hands down. And um, again, it's murder. It's 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 no threat. It wasn't it wasn't uh, no self defense. Um, there was none of that. 
None of that. All right. What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Um, all right. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Wolf. Um, I don't care what show it is. This listen, first of all, this is my show. <laughs> this this is this is my show, and I can do whatever the heck I want on my show. Simple as that. And for you to sit there and say this is a wrestling show and talk wrestling when a real deal happened, when someone's life was lost. That's a sick, twisted comment, and it's ridiculous, and I'm blocking you. Get out of here. Get out of here. <clears throat> Type of craziness. All right. Get out of here. See ya. See ya. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, man. That was a stupid, super stupid comment. First of all, my show, my rules. Let me say that again. My show, my rules. Simple as that. I can talk about whatever I want to. And I definitely will talk about a real deal over fake wrestling when someone's life is lost because of stupidity. Simple as that. So, as Kyle um, is saying, delete! <laughs> delete! Delete! <laughs> uh, amen, Luke. People are not compassionate to the issue. They are part of the problem in this world. Exactly. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um. Yeah, don't bring that negativity here. Nope, that ain't happening. He gone. He gone. Yep, I can talk about whatever I want to. Why? Because it's my show and my rules. Wilf, you're fine. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Chris, man. I appreciate you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Vince of the show. I love it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Good stuff, y'all. Uh, that's very true. That's very true, Mo. Uh, yeah, it's, what a stupid comment. Talk wrestling. I can talk about whatever the heck I want to. It's my show. I gave you a warning. I said, don't say that or you're going to get up out of here. And uh, you continue to make stupid comments like that. And if you do continue to make stupid comments like that, you don't need to be on my show. 
Get him out of here. <laughs> you all bought it, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Comment uh, chat room is lit tonight. I love it. Bye, Felicia. Amen. All right. Uh, some good X Chris questions. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So uh, when the Undertaker retires, do you think Vince will make a huge deal of it? What do you think about Rey Mysterio's retirement ceremony? Um, I think that uh, I think that Vince will definitely make a huge deal out of it. And I think that Rey Mysterio's retirement ceremony uh, is well-deserved. If it is an actual retirement ceremony, you know, you know how WWE is. It definitely could be another storyline. So that's always <laughs> that's always a, possi- a possibility. So we we shall see. But if it is an actual retirement ceremony, I think it's well deserved. So we shall see. Uh, ask Chris, uh, who do you think will win the IC and Cruiserweight title in the tournaments? Um. And let's see. I, I gotta think of I gotta look at all the names. Um let's see. Um I think that um, See, based on, yeah, that might give it to Jake Atlas. I hope they give it to Kushida. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Kushida guy. He was one of my favorite uh, people in uh, Japan. Yeah. That's my pick, Kushida. Um, I got to remember who's in the uh, IC Championship Tournament, too. Uh, they might. Uh, no, I don't think they'll do it to AJ. I don't think they'll give it to AJ. Although it's still weird that AJ's in the on on SmackDown. But uh, you know what? They'll probably do. They'll probably do Jeff Hardy. Yeah, they'll probably do Jeff Hardy. Um. See, I think they should give it to Elias, honestly. I think I think because Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan, and AJ Styles have all had it before. Elias has never won a title other than this 24-7 championship. So I think they should give it to Elias. But I don't see Elias beating AJ Styles, that's for sure. And so, and plus there's you know, three baby faces and a heel. So if you want Elias to have that underdog type of, you know, momentum going into the finals, going against Daniel Bryan or Jeff Hardy would not be it. <laughs> That's for sure. So, yeah, I think that's uh, – I, I don't see them giving it to AJ. I, it doesn't make sense for him. I mean, he's a raw guy. Why would they 
that doesn't make sense. They just threw him on SmackDown for just no apparent reason. I think that's dumb. So I, I can see Jeff Hardy. I mean, they're they're it seems like they're doing this, you know, they're they're doing this kind of new life type of thing with Jeff Hardy, you know, weeks of vignettes and stuff. So I can see Jeff Hardy and AJ being in the finals and Jeff winning. Speaking of winning championships, eh? 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 <laughs> Speaking of winning championships, eh? 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 <laughs> Apollo Cruz wins the United States championship you know did listen did i call it or did i call it okay i said come on y'all y'all we have weekly people okay chat room is lit as always weekly pmp listeners did i call that apollo cruz will win the united states championship did i or did i not yes no you you tell me did I call that or not? Didn't I say that he's going to be removed from the Money in the Bank match? And that is to set up him feuding against Andrade and winning the United States Championship. Guess what happened on Raw? He won the championship. And he did it among fans. Oh. What a beautiful, beautiful sight that I, I experienced on Raw. It was a beautiful thing. And yes, WWE is biting AEW by having fans there. But I, something else I've been saying for weeks on weeks on weeks. I even said it before AEW started doing it. They should have people there as fans who's on the roster. You got people in the PC. You got PC people. You got the people who are training in the PC. Why don't they become fans at the PC? I mean, it just makes sense for that to happen. You have people there at the PC training. Why don't they be a part of the crowd? And thankfully, that's what happened. And it even brought, and that brought so much more of a dynamic to Raw. So now Raw was watchable to me because, first of all, they have Hall of Cruz and because there were fans there. So I'm all for it. Listen, put a listen, strap some rockets on his back and shoot him to the moon. I mean, come on. I mean, if you want to have Andrade win it back in some type of cheating fashion, okay, do it. But you know what? You have Apollo Crews win the Royal Rumble. I'm not playing. Listen, don't play with me. Cause I I'll put it I'll, I'll strap some I'll strap some rockets on his back and have him run the Royal Rumble. Don't play with me. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. Back on it. Y'all know how I am with Apollo Cruz. That's my guy. Um. What else y'all got? What y'all got, PMP Nation? What y'all got in here? 
Christopher thinks Styles is going to win. Uh, I AJ Fry C Atlas for Cruiserweight. I'll go jet. Like I said, I'll go Jeff Fry C and Kushida for Cruiserweight. I'm a big Kushida guy. Um, I think everybody wants to come back to WWE. <laughs> but as far as as far as Mox, I mean, the dude was miserable. So I, I'd imagine that he don't want to experience that again uh, for a long time, if at all. I mean, the dude was miserable. I mean, check out his interviews right after. Right after. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you at least know about him, Brian. But man, that dude was miserable. And so uh, the Jericho interview. There's a couple other interviews. I think. Uh, um oh what else was he on uh he was on uh uh, one of those sites one of those big sites i forgot what it was um yeah i forgot what the site was i forgot what the website is but yeah he he was uh he was on those he was on those those websites or those he was on on the, the website in jericho man miserable and so I definitely don't see Moxley being in the state that he is now. Uh, although, I mean, yeah, he's a you know he's good AEW champion, but I don't know. It's just something I've said this before. It's just something about Moxley to me that's just that doesn't connect with me. Simple. I mean, just don't just don't connect, man. So, eh, I don't know. Um, Marissa would like to see Jeff Hardy win it too. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, I was excited. I celebrated. Uh, I, I I did an inner pop because I was busy while I was watching on my phone. Actually, I uh, was actually busy getting ready for, and prepping for the show. And so, um, yeah, I, I popped for it. But uh, yeah, as I was trying to hurry up and watch it um, before I start talking to you all. So I was super happy. Um. She is awesome. Shocked you lost Drake last week. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me either, especially when they announced that Drake was no longer there. And Drake even said that he's going to go against, you know, he's going to kind of, you know, wrestle us out his contract and be gone. So that was a bit, bit weird to me. Bit weird. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. You're good. No, no, you're good, Elvis. No, 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 no. Don't apologize for that. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Don't apologize for that. That is much necessary. That needs to be talked about more than any type of wrestling anything. That stuff needs to be talked about. That's real stuff that needs to be talked about. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, that actually, Elvis, that actually was instrumental to getting rid of uh the uh uh the un the calloused uh black-hearted um chat room attendee so uh it it made me do a, a some good sifting and uh some kicking out of this show so yeah absolutely it's totally totally cool Totally cool. Um, 
AJ's officially on SmackDown now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Still doesn't still doesn't make sense. Still st- stupid to me. Um, Riddle coming to Raw or SmackDown? Um, no, I you know what? Even even if it happens, I think it's a bad call, man. Like to me, I like Riddle, but. It's it's and NXT still has its own type of feel to it. It, it. You know, it's it's character driven. It's more you know it's it's well well it, it kind of it does a better job kind of focusing on characters in conjunction with actual wrestling. So it does a it does a better job with that. So a uh, uh wwe and, and raw and smackdown is it's it's like you can feel that it's trying to do entertainment like it's it's doing the, its best to have the entertainment but you can't really you can't entertain an empty crowd really and then you finally bring people back in but you've it's damaged goods at this point you're trying to salvage weeks and weeks and weeks of really really bad pro- programming and interestingly enough, you bring people in when you realize you're having a record low month, and now you decide to bring people in. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a little bit too late for that, buddy. Uh, I agree. He he's even said on backstage, Luke, that he that he wants his old music back. Like he's kind of lobbying for his old music to come back. I agree. Totally agree with that. Um. Yeah, of course. Uh, I guess who else was happy for Apollo? My, me, eh, eh? <laughs> Definitely, I was super, super pumped for Apollo. Um, no, because uh, he's he's done that. He's done that. Like when he was Uha Nation, like he would do that all the time. He would do that uh, standing uh, shooting star. So it was a finish of his for a while. I'm not uh, I'm not a big fan of this standing shooting star. It looks like they've been trying their best to try to have different um, moves for finishers for Apollo. They even said that before, like they were trying to find a finisher for Apollo. Like Triple H has even said that as far as like he wanted as far as like trying to make a finisher for Apollo. I, this is what I think he should do. I think he should do a frog splash. I think that it makes sense. I think, you know, uh, or if he wants to do a shooting star off the top, but eh, I think a frog splash, you know, has more, you know, has more punch to it, you know, has a better punch to it. I think if he does a frog splash, you know, he's a huge guy, very agile, but gigantic. I've seen him in person, huge dude. Um, and so he's deceptively big. And I think that a frog splash would be really good for um, for Apollo Crews. Yes, it's overused. You know, Kevin Owens used it. Seth Rollins used it. Montez Ford used it. Montez Ford used it. So, you know, I didn't like his atomic drop powerbomb, though. It just That just seemed too convoluted. Like, you want a snappy finish you like if you're a champion you want to finish that like draws like draws attention like if you think about it like hogan did a daggone leg drop and it was over the rock did a elbow it was over you know triple h with his pedigree 
you punch them, you lock the arms, that whole sequence, it works. Now, Apollo Crews doesn't have a, either, either there's a sequence to the finish or a snappy finish. Like, Orton doesn't need a sequence for um, the RKO. Drew McIntyre does the one, the, the three, two, one, but he doesn't need it for the Claymore. Um, you know, uh, uh, Sheamus with the bro kick, he does the fella, but he doesn't need it. You know, it's just, it's not a, uh, it's not a move. Like for instance, like triple H kicks before he locks the arms in stone cold, Steve Austin, he, uh, kicked before he did a stunner. So it was a sequence. So it's either a sequence or it's an actual snap move. And Paulo doesn't have really any of that. So it seems as if now the sequence is the gorilla press um, into the, you know, most standing moonsault and then the standing shooting star. So I think that's too much. I think that's just kind of doing too much because if I'm a, if, if we're getting building up suspense or we're getting that snap finish or that sequence, Doing the gorilla press to a standing moonsault to a standing shooting star, that's just that's just too much. So hopefully they change. Hopefully they change that up. If they maybe they do, maybe they should do like a better sequence to the standing shooting star. I'm not necessarily opposed to a standing shooting star, although I think he can have a snappier move uh, with that. Uh, I think he can have a better finisher, but I'm not too opposed to it. But the sequence is just too long. Yes, he deserved to be champ, Marissa. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I caught it. <laughs> nice, I caught it. But I have to say, new U.S. champ and Fink's voice, ladies and gentlemen, and new World Wrestling Entertainment. United States champion Apollo Cruz. That's the best thing I could do. <laughs> yes, I did call it my boys the WWE US champion. Amen. Yes, indeed. Uh Goldberg Riddle Saudi. Perhaps. 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 Um Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that raw or backlash. I could definitely see that for sure. Yep. All right. Last thing we want to talk about as far as the headlines are concerned this week uh, is Vince McMahon was on board for Hulk Hogan's uh, to return to WrestleMania 36. Now, I think that that is uh, hilarious, by the way. And there's a part of me that wanted to see that. Uh, I would have been in Tampa doing work for WrestleMania. Uh, I would have slightly popped if Hogan was a part of the Andre Better Royal. So Vince McMahon was actually on board for uh, for Hogan being in the Andre. But the caveat was, so okay, so here's the funny thing. Here's the weird funny thing. So Hogan's training and training and training to be in on WrestleMania so Vince was for him being a part of the Andre Battle Royal. 
but the clause was you can't you're not going to take any bumps so you're training to be in a battle royal and you can't take bumps so what are you training for like anybody can come in the ring and he wasn't going to do the leg i'm sure he wasn't going to do the leg so was he training to lift his foot up to the big boot like what was he training for and so i don't know that there's not really a reason for him to train. So, but if he would have, if he would have dropped the leg, which probably will never happen again, but if there, if, if by any chance, if by any type of chance in the world that Hogan would have, would have one more leg drop in him, I think the Hawkamaniacs would go wild. So, and I'm on board for him uh, being a part of uh, 37 in uh, California. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. Cool with it. But you got to be physical, man. Let somebody punch you. You know what I mean? How are you going to be eliminated? If you can't take any bumps, you got to be tossed over the rope. You're going to have a Hogan win the Andre Battle Royal? Nah. No. I guess it makes sense for him to win the Andre Battle Royal. But if they if they're just I mean it's a wash anyways. There's no and there's nothing to it. And I said this I said this before. Listen, somebody is watching the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Simple as that. Okay, some WWE person, AEW person. I mean, I'm cool with a lot of AEW people. AEW sends me emails. They send me all the press press releases and all the you know media scrums and all the uh, po- photos of the events and things like that. I'm I'm cool with AEW's uh, uh, PR team. Somebody's watching the show, okay? Because I threw the idea of fans out before AEW. I threw the uh, the fans of the idea of fans before WWE did it, and. Uh, somebody's somebody's watching this. Now I say that to say Hogan in the Andre Battle Royal. It could happen. It could it could not happen. But I say this. I've said this on before. I've said this before on the show, and I said again. You should make the Andre Battle Royal the winner the number one contender for the Raw after Mania. You should do that. I'm telling you, look. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> and I think that would be a good idea. I think that would be some type of stake. There's no stake to the winner of the Andre Battle Royal. There's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. You get a trophy and that's it. I mean, there's nothing to it. So I think that if you win the Andre Battle Royal, it's a it's a feature every year, except for this year because of the restrictions. But it's a yearly feature for WWE WrestleMania. Make something out of it. The Raw WrestleMania is like a pay-per-view in and of itself. You've got, you know, you, you've got a ruckus crowd, you've got an international crowd, you've got a, a bunch of people from the international WrestleMania crowd tightening up to be at Raw and SmackDown. So what you should do is you should have uh you can even do this, you can even have the Men's um, winners be the number one contender for Raw, main event Raw, and the women's 
uh, number one, the women, woman's winner be the number one contender for SmackDown and main event SmackDown or semi main event or whatever you want to do, but have a main event spot. So the men have a main event spot on Raw and the women have a main event spot on SmackDown every year. You should do that. The Raw after Raw, the, the, the uh, Raw after Mania and the SmackDown after Mania. Make it a stake to, to win the Andre Battle Royal. Otherwise, you're just winning a battle royal. There's, there's nothing to it. PMP Nation, lots of comments here. Uh, <laughs> Hawk can barely walk anymore. I like Hawk, but I can see Hawk, man, as Apollo Crews. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking uh, Rocky and Apollo Creed, man. That would just be too, too uh, just 1983. You know, you know, like I just... Eh. I don't know. Not a not a fan. Uh, oh, here we go. Mike Ryan dropping the PMP fact tonight. Alan Coach, aka Bad News Brown, won the bronze medal at the 1976 Summer Olympics in judo. Nice. I didn't know that actually. That's cool. Uh, yes, he would not get up if he dropped a leg leg drop. That's not going to happen. Uh, yes, Chad. Yes, there it is. Hilarious. So Hogan's training just for this. You. That's it. That's what he's training for. Absolutely. That's that's the only thing he's training for. So um both nostalgia and ratings. Definitely. Uh <laughs> that was funny. Oh no. This would be the worst WrestleMania of all time if that happened. The buy rate would be the worst ever. <laughs> if they promoted that, nah. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Bruce is asking me, X Chris, what are your thoughts on Edge's promo about being in the greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash? I can't wait to see them wrestle just one more time. It brings me back to my childhood and reminds me how awesome wrestling can be. I think their greatest match, I think their greatest wrestling match ever is a very corny line. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I don't. I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, and uh, I don't think it's going to be the greatest match ever. I think it's going to be a good match. Um, you know, they they typically have very good matches, actually. But to make that a tagline, I mean, it just seems like they're just kind of grasping for straws to make that a tagline. I think that was kind of corny, honestly. Kinds of corny, kind of corny. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's his training every day. You, oh, no, brother, I don't like that one, brother. You, no, I don't like that one, brother. No, brother, uh, that's who I can call to help me out with this, brother. Uh, hey, Jimmy. Hey Jimmy Hart, yeah, this is this is Hog Brother. I'm trying to do this training, man. I, I need you to come over to the shop real quick, brother. All right, here we go. You? No, I don't like that one either, brother. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this, Vince. <laughs> that that's basically what he's going to do. That's hilarious. Um, any more Axe Chris questions? Any more Axe Chris questions? We're going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, 
PM, uh, the flavor of the week topic uh, real quick is going to be the most devastating injuries and uh, raw and smackdown grades real quick guys will y'all give raw and smackdown grades raw and smackdown grades um ask chris questions and grades for Raw and SmackDown. Like I said, I haven't seen SmackDown yet. I do plan on seeing it this week before the other one. And Raw, I give it a... I give it the B because of Paula Cruz. But it was it was solid. It was solid. Um, it wasn't... I mean, it was... It was okay. It was okay. No, I, and then probably B minus. Probably B minus. Only because of Paula... And because of the fans, I really, eh. it's usually a D, D, D to D plus to me, but I think I'll give it like a B minus. Yeah. B minus. Nah, probably C plus C plus. Yeah. I haven't been too uh, like wooed by, by raw SmackDown. So, yeah, yeah, I'll go probably, probably C plus, a B minus, B minus, and then A minus for double nothing. Yep. All right, here we go. B my uh, B minus for a roll. Uh, if Taker said he's right, retired for good at the end of the documentary, I think it would be good. I think that would be a, a really, really good way to end his documentary. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, especially when the way that he left the boneyard match was a perfect way to end his career. Like, I think that was just spot on to end his career. I, you know, I, I still stay, I still say to this day, 28 should have been his last match. Um, but here's the thing. 28 should have been his last match, but I did not want to, have my last Undertaker uh, thought, my last Undertaker image in wrestling be his Uncle Fester look. I could not stand that Uncle Fester, just one kind of mohawk going down, like his his uh, due in 28, his due in 29, his due in 30. It was just, it was bad. I wasn't a fan of that at all. Um, ask Chris questions. All right, so let's see. We've got Mo Raw B SmackDown C Raw B for Ryan Raw B plus SmackDown C plus for Alonzo. Robbie says Raw B SmackDown B minus. Um, Marissa says solid C and SmackDown solid C. Mo, do I think, do I notice there's more segments promos on Raw than match? Yeah, because it's a three hour show. You have to stretch three hours. I mean, it's like, of course they're going to have more promos because I mean, you really, you like, you really have to stretch a show with restricted number of people. And as you know, before, as of yesterday, no fans. I mean, before yesterday, no fans. 
So you really have to do is stretching as much as possible. SmackDown C. Yeah, I did uh, see that Gulak's resigned. Um, good call for him. Very good call for him because, like I said last week, I don't, I don't see him in some big prominent role anywhere else. So um, definitely good for him. SmackDown C minus Raw C plus. I didn't like the golf segment. It was a knockoff when the Guerreros went golfing. Love the Guerreros golfing segment back in the day. All right. All right, y'all. So let's do for the week. Let's do this. Here we go. It is is now now time time for for the the flavor flavor of of the the week. week. All right. So we are going to talk about uh, the most devastating injuries. What was the most devastating injuries, pro wrestling injuries of, um, if you can recall, most devastating injuries. What do y'all recall being the most devastating? Um, injuries. All right, and I actually have a um, trivia question for y'all too. Gonna be a tough one. Um, still going to do backlash trivia. All right. So, with that being said, <clears throat> here we go. What WWE Hall of Famer did Shelton Benjamin beat at Backlash 2004? What WWE Hall of Famer did uh, Shelton Benjamin beat at Backlash 2004? What WWE Hall of Famer did Shelton Benjamin beat at Backlash 2004. Another one for you, too. See. The nature boy, big man. That's right. Rick Flair. That's right, Simon. Rick Flair. The nature boy, big man. All right, one more before we get to these injuries. Before we get to these injuries, let's do this. Who did Hulk Hogan and HPK compete against at uh, Backlash 2005? Who did Hulk Hogan and HBK compete against at Backlash 2005? A little tougher one, but we shall see. PMP Nation, which I got. Who did Hulk Hogan and HBK compete against at Backlash 2005? Five. What y'all got? 
Hulk Hogan and HBK compete against at Backlash 2005. Yes, indeed. Sean Devari and um, Muhammad Hassan. Good job. Good job, Elvis. Good job. All right, so let's go through these injuries real quick. Uh, <clears throat> so we're talking about the most devastating wrestling injuries that you remember. Uh is off the top row was the worst injury in wrestling. Says uh says Shane. Um Luke says Sid. Edge and Daniel Bryan injury. Steve Austin breaks his neck. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Foley's ear, you're getting sliced. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Lonzo says uh Austin with uh Owens pile driver. Yeah, shorten his career, yep, definitely. Uh, HBK neck injury. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the first fall was planned. The second one wasn't, and and he felt it for sure. Yeah, that's a good one, Mike. Stan Hansen, <clears throat> his eye popping out, and yeah. Well, yeah, that was or Vader. You talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was popping, and then Vader's was crazy. Um. He had to push his push it push it back in. Uh yeah, I do remember Cody getting his head busted. Yeah, that was a big one. That that jacked up Rollins. Uh he was on he was on the top of the of the food chain at that time too during his uh his big tear. So that was that was crazy. Um oh yeah, I remember that when Hardcore got cut falling through the table. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember that. Um. Yeah, for sure. Triple H thirty-one injuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Yep. Draws injury. Yep, for sure. Um. Ooh, that was a big one. Grill fail blading. Page's injury. Yep. <clears throat> Triple H quad two thousand one. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, and he it just. He he ripped his butthole. Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's talking about the Benoit uh, when Benoit did that backdrop, and yeah, Sabu landing right on his neck. Yeah, that was huge. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, I remember that and sliding and then having to sit down because <laughs> he couldn't get up. That was crazy. Uh, I went heartbreaking. Ken Shamrock's ankle. Stephen says. Um. Yeah, Vader. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah, man, I remember that. That match. And he just, boom! And it just, oh, man, his face just was jacked up. Super jacked up. That's, yeah, that's, he's talking about Joey Mercury, uh, Chad. Yeah, I remember this one too. Where Cesaro got his teeth knocked up his mouth. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, PNP Nation. Uh, that is uh, it for tonight, man. It's been a great night, y'all. Fun night, as I expected. As I as I expected. I, I didn't expect anything different for sure. Uh, go hit that Patreon up, y'all. Of course, I'm gonna, I gave y'all exclusive information today, y'all. I gave y'all an exclusive interview with Dr. Chris Rayner. Um, so, actually, um, I'm going to do more interviews with uh, Chris Rayner, and I'm going to have them on the Patreon uh, Patreon account first. So, go here. There's a donation. I mean, come on now. Uh, as much as, I'm, as much as I provide for y'all every week, man, $1 a month. I, $1 a month. Six dollars a month, man. Cheaper than a cheeseburger. So uh please uh and thank you. Uh go and donate uh to the Patreon. I'd really appreciate it. Subscribe, please subscribe to the channel. Please like, share, subscribe, share, like, subscribe it. Let's uh continue to broaden out and continue to make the PNP nation very, very huge. Let's bring some more females on here, man. Let's give Marissa some some company, and uh, have more females. Lexi is uh she's an OG, uh, but Marissa, she's uh every single week she's a faithful. So let's give Marissa some love. So be sure to like, share, subscribe, hit that Patreon for exclusive stuff. Um, uh, like I said, I did talk to JTG uh, this week as far as how he felt about Shad Gaspard. So. I got some time, I'll do some, uh, right up on that one too. So, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, 426 episodes in a book. All right. So, continue to um, uh, defend the PNP nation. Uh, continue to spread. Continue to have some, let's continue to have some fun. Lord willing, I'll be back next week to have some fun. Uh, Evan was supposed to jump on. Uh, I just I spoke to him, but. Uh, uh he was supposed to be back this week and i spoke to him during the show actually uh but he did not make it so so without further ado ladies and gentlemen this is chris featherstone um yeah 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 500 people show respect to chad yeah at the beach where he passed away i in the picture yeah that was great that was fantastic Marissa says please more women yes Come on, ladies. Um, show Marissa some love. So, all right, PNP Nation. It's 426 episodes. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.